Yo, what up, Nashville? Happy Friday. You did it. You made it to the end of the week. It is Trash Talk Friday. Bryn Doherty, Ron Slade. John Davenport is in Chicago in advance. In Chi-Town. Of tonight's Michigan State and Northwestern game. You can check her out on the sideline, 8 o'clock on ESPN for that game. We got a game that happened last night that we need to talk about and get your take on. Tennessee beats Bowling Green 38-6. to What would you rate that performance 1-10? to Me? Straight, straight off hand? I give it a seven, and the reason being, do I need to explain? Or you no, you need grade? to hold on. Is what you need to do. All right, cool. Boom! Oh, look, there he is. There he is. Mm. Yeah, I want your mm. one to ten. I want the three of our crews one to ten. Mm. Jump on these phone lines six one five seven three seven one zero four five. We got a lot to get to today. Got some big games coming up this weekend as well. Georgia, Clemson. Bama, Miami, Ole Miss, Louisville on Monday. The Vandy opener against East Tennessee State. I'm, I, you know, and you know what? I'm ready to see Vandy. I'm ready to see Clark Lee. I want to see. Seal's gonna have a big day. On yeah, Saturday. I want to see this. Yes, I'm, I'm here with it. I'm here for it. Now, I thought Tennessee would score 63 points by themselves last night. That didn't happen. That second quarter, dude, I could have done anything other than sit there and watch that. Was it? They only ran like six plays in the second quarter. I think it was four, maybe. Maybe four at one point. They were none. I think when they came back on the field and they had four plays, they just killed the ball. All right, one to ten. What would you rate that performance? Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Slay says seven, and I, I would love. to I want to understand this seven. You know why? The reason I say seven, people, and you tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> one. First and foremost. By the way, they will tell you if you're wrong. I know, I, and I can't wait. And they know I'm here for it, especially, especially on Trash Talk Friday. But what needs to happen before even rating UT listeners, fans, enthusiasts need to be reprogrammed? Because you forget it is a process to climb to the mountaintop. We are now at the bottom of the mountain, people. You got to climb back up. You don't just rock it up like... Go, go, gadget, springs, and spring up to the mountain. It's a process to it. So this was game one. Did I want to see more points? Yeah, maybe what? Seven more points? It was 45? I, I would Then, then that they would have covered. That, then it would have covered. Then they would have covered. So is that the problem? Maybe they didn't cover. But <laughs> if you would have been listening to us, you would have bet on the under, and you would have got it right like me. But I'm just saying, the reason I think it is a step forward, and I give it a seven, is because, man, it wasn't rattled. It looked like we competed. The people were – Milton was a problem. Why was Milton a problem? Because he was a statue looking for the gusto run – I mean, the gusto pass I, in I, order to get everybody on their feet. I, I was on a tech strand with you and, and Ramon last yep. night, and, I, Ron, I can't think of another guy I've seen do what he did last night, just yeah. stand there flat-footed That was like amazing. That, that was amazing. That that's a te- one that's a testament to the old line for him to <laughs> still just, be standing up like was that. Was he just that calm? Like, hey man, I'm I, just gonna stand here. I I'm gonna point for y'all to go deep. Like we're that playing was in the, wild. Like we're playing in the street. Yeah, yeah. We're 12 years old playing in the street. And hey then, kids, don't play in the street. <laughs> no, don't. At least look for cars. Please <laughs> don't. And then I'm gonna overthrow you. Yeah. I tell you what, that won't happen going forward because that, that part can be fixed. Yeah, that, but, all, all of these things are fixable. All right, so seven, seven for me, man, because. The defense didn't get rattled. They were on the field a long time in that second quarter. And as much as we're pointing out the negative of Milton, we also got to flip the coin and point out the negative of the receivers too. Because in the second quarter, uh, Jalen Hyatt catches that third down, 
which was about 12 yards, that would have yeah. kept the drive going. You know, in the in the Pro Bowl, when they do those contests and they've got like those those targets that <laughs> yeah, are on wheels moving. going across yeah. the thing. Yep. That's what it looked like That's to me. Exactly it was right. like, zing, boom. It's yeah. like Jalen Hyatt's yep. like the target and he just gets hit by the ball. Yep. Well, it's probably because he was expecting a changeup when he got a 100-mile-per-hour fastball oh, to his face. Hey, this, this part of, of the, the Joe Milton experience, those, yeah. those guys know there ain't no changeup coming. No, uh uh-uh. They know what's coming. Nah, and, and speaking of changeup. Catch, catch the damn ball, man. Yeah, you got to. You got to catch the ball. And speaking of changeup, oh, real quick, back to my point. Fant dropped also another yeah. um, third down where it could convert into a first down. Fant dropped one, Hyatt dropped two. <clears throat> yep. Milton missed two deep balls that were wide. And open. then when they were on the goal line and got the two holding penalties and got pushed back, that would have been another spot where Hyatt would have put us on the two yard line. He dropped that pass. So as much as Milton was not hitting guys, when he did hit guys, they dropped it. So that's. That's all stuff that can be went, fixed. Went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you're talking about change-ups. I love how Coach Hypo did change it up. And he said, you know what? Scrap that. Tote this rock. Tote this rock. Because anybody else could have stuck with their game plan. It's Bowling Green. Let's get out here what we're trying to do. No, nah, man, let's go dominate this game in another facet, which they did. The running backs look damn good. So, I'm I'm pleased with it. I, I, it can lot of listen, y'all. It's a lot of stuff to be fixed. Game one, I'm okay. They gave up six points at home. Would y'all been okay if it would have been sixty to thirty two? Or six points. I take the six points, especially a defense that's been overshadowed by the offense. Tennessee takes down Boy Green thirty eight to six. I'll give it a six out of ten. Hey, you right there around me. You're I in mean, the neighborhood. You ain't with me. Here's a, and and look, I mean, there's a segment of the Tennessee fan population that went off a little bit about yep. like being disgruntled about what they saw and all that. You're gonna find that in every fa- mm-hmm. fan base that that percent of yep. people that just aren't happy and won't be happy. Yep. Um, but here's here's the reality of the situation. They look like a five or six or maybe seven <laughs> win team if they get quarterback play. If they get improved quarterback play, you're looking at maybe seven seven wins. wins. They thank you. But based on what we saw. Listen, man, you go stand on your feet for like four seconds. Sorry, I just saw our traffic guy walk you, by with Jimmy. You Don. saw it too? <laughs> now, listen. That better not be y'all. That is, that, I love no. Jimmy John's, but we ordered at 1.30. Oh. It said it got delivered. We still don't have our sandwiches down on West End. Oh, so if, dogs, if you go down on the West End, and now they won't answer the phone. Yeah, we tried calling things. multiple times. Yeah, I saw him with that bag. I was like, what? I'm about to go, I'm about hey, to go take, dogs, take down traffic, man. <laughs> Totally got distracted I wish I could have seen people on Zone, <laughs> on Zone TV. If y'all can go back and rewind during this commercial break, look at Brent's face when this guy walks by. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Savage in the chat. You see you see Brent Sandwich walk by? Oh. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I love it. We ordered at 130. Mm-hmm. They said it was delivered. It's 309. They won't answer the phone. We're not. Me and, me and Hunk are going hungry today, I think. Um, the reality of the situation is you were looking at a six-win team. But like mm-hmm. I said, if Joe Milton goes like just stands there on his two feet for three seconds against Georgia, he might die. This, uh, Alabama, <laughs> Florida, yep. you can't do that. Yep. How in the world does that happen? You're, you're, you're telling all facts. Guess what? The only thing I got to say about that, Brent, only thing I got to say about that is, I don't expect him to win them games anyway. I don't want well, – he I better wanted, not stand like that against Pitt. He's going to get Tennessee pummeled. Tennessee Tech. 
No, you know what I mean? The Kentuckys, South Carolinas, <laughs> don't stand like that against them. Just I, now you want to stand like that against Alabama, Georgia, and I'm not saying, look, I'm just Florida. I'm not just giving us a win, giving people a win, but I'm gonna stand reality. Yeah, we just seven wins. Man. Here's what Josh Heupel said after the game: It was game one in year one, and he's right. So what does what does Coach Mack always say? Keep your powder dry. Keep your powder dry. That was Tennessee's largest margin of victory since the Vols beat Chattanooga forty-five to nothing on September 14, two thousand nineteen. They've played 21 games since then. They've played some bad teams, too. Yep. Uh, that's also the first game since that game where the opponent did not score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Bowling Green, 23 carries for 32 yards. They had a 24-yard run on the second-to-last play of the game. Uh-huh. So before outside of that one, <clears throat> which I don't even know who's on the field at that point, but right. 22 carries for eight yards. So they did some things well. Yeah. I thought the offensive line played well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're being coached really well, based really? on based on what I saw out there. Uh, I thought, as you said, I thought the running backs did a good job of making somebody mm-hmm. miss. They also weren't trying to hit the home run every time, which right. a lot of times when you play an opponent like that, you're going to do that. Yep. Um, so they were taking what was there. Yep. And then trying to put a move on the second level. Right. Um, and what, wide receivers could have been better. Yep. Mil- Milton just looked like he. You know, I want to see the all twenty-two. I want to see a, a different view. Mm-hmm. You get so much more when you're in the right, stands. Right, But from what I hear talking to people that I trust that were there, he was missing all kinds so of receivers. People trying to get that ball. Um, so he didn't see the field well. Yeah. Um, so to me, that was the only real issue. Um, but uh, obviously they have to get better uh, in every aspect of the game um, if they want to do what they want to do. And in game one, Brent, you know what we're not talking about? We're not talking about look at them on the sideline. Look at their body language. They don't look like they want to be there. No, Nowhere in that game while watching it did I see any of that. That their body language was bad, like they wasn't playing for each other, they wasn't rallying to the ball. It was sometimes – I hate to bring this up, but uh, Toto would make tackles sometime, look around to help get get um, help from getting up, and nobody be there to give them a hand. That wasn't the case – Yesterday. No, These the energy, guys, energy level was good. Yeah, that looks much, good. much different. That looks good. That looks but, good. You know, Jeremy Pruitt just has that, you know, negative yep. personality type where it's just, you know how people people say you're either an energy giver or mm-hmm. an energy taker? Yep. And he's an energy taker, whereas Hypel's more of an energy giver. And so It's relationships you know, I, being formed. We I talk think, about relationships. I think that was pretty obvious. Let's get Gareth and Woodbury uh, up first today. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the coaching staff. I thought both lines looked real good. Milton's got a lot of talent, but my problem with Milton was, besides his flat passes, was when he would go to run, he would stand there in the pocket for four or five seconds mm-hmm. and wave his arm for him to go deep. And on the designed <laughs> runs, he was fine. He knew where he was going and did good. But when he would run out of the pocket, he would get arm tackled by you know by people he didn't know where he was going when he would run out of the pocket and that's all i got to say thank you man appreciate it six one five seven three seven one oh four five good take give him to us today i like that take i mean he's a big guy and he's a he's a good athlete he's yep. he's not that burner that yep. people were trying to sell yep yep um and, that, and that's another thing that jumped off the screen they said he was the third fastest guy on the team I heard that too there's I, no way it ain't no way if, if it is we got problems <laughs> we're in trouble now, now we're in trouble. 
<laughs> now, now we're in trouble. I, I liked what they did early, trying to get Javante Payton involved. Decisive. And, and Hyatt, and Hyatt involved. And then it looked like they went from that short game to get him going, to get mm-hmm. the quarterback going, to trying to look downfield a yep. little bit. But I just I don't think he could see the field that well. No, he couldn't. And it looked like he went from being decisive, like we want to get this or this or take off to, okay, he looks like he's in the groove like you're saying. Take over, Milton. We 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 opening up the package for you. Do your thing, All right. and it didn't work. Some um, plays. When we come back, you'll hear from Josh Heibel following the game. Also, uh, may play a cut from Al Wilson, who we had. Alize! We had him on the show yesterday. You can check that out in the podcast section of the website one zero four five thezone dot com, or grab it where you get your podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to Three HL and give us a nice review, please. Uh, we'll do all that. Take more of your phone calls. One line open six one five seven three seven one zero four five. All that next. Three HL one zero four five the zone. We just figured out the uh, sandwich gate. Hey. Hashtag the find the sandwich. Hey, what Joe, happened? What happened? They're remaking them and breaking. Darn right, right they need to be. <laughs> I'm 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 getting borderline hangry right now. I I don't know how I feel about Slay thinking this is as funny as he's thinking this is. Yeah, Mr. Slave, who brought, who went, ordered his food, and could have brought some for the family. No, let, all let, y'all know I always bring something. Let all me y'all tr- do is tell me. Let me try to find a scenario where Slade doesn't get his food for two hours. Oh, let me piss. Oh, Think so, about if Dawn was here, how she'd be acting right oh, now. Yeah, y'all. Okay, kudos to y'all. I'm looking at the negative. The positive in this. Stop being Tennessee fans. Yeah, they, the pos- I can't stop it. I can't stop that. <laughs> but the positive in this is. Y'all are handling this very mature, like on the trash talk Friday. Well, Y'all we're didn't very trash talk them people. or anything. Very I'm mature. mature. I'm noticing. I've, I've told, been told that I'm way mature. I'm I more saw the maturity when look. when the guy walked by with sandwiches from y'all's restaurant. I spotted it right behind Brent's, and I I looked and said, "Man, that looks like a Jimmy John's bag." And I stared at him right when he walked. Ramon, I went. Ramon screenshot that, and it's, okay. it's funny. <laughs> Your face. Oh, funny. oh no. See, the funny like, thing. Like, Hunk doesn't drink. He doesn't curse. Yeah. But he looked like he wanted to kill a man he right did. there. He did. he did. I will eat some food. Guess what I, I would have did right there? To show y'all how petty I am, to go with J. Martin Ramon. <laughs> After I heard this and y'all were looking for y'all sandwiches, I probably would have got a chair because you can move your mask. I would have got a chair and sat right down the window and ate my Jimmy John's <laughs> sandwich <laughs> while y'all was on the app. <laughs> Hey, boy, y'all would have been P.O.'d, boy. That's petty and violence. <laughs> that is. The all same at the same action. time, so it is. All right, what would you rate Tennessee's performance last night? That's what we want to know. Uh, Slay gave it a 7. I gave it a 6 because they look like a 6-win team. Mm-hmm. Our guy Blake Krieger texts me. He's like, 6? You're getting soft in your old age. At 4. Golly, bro. See, I, I was saying 5. Okay, okay, so my thing is, real quick, before we but get to the But if you think about lines, it, really, it's only quarterback couldn't get the ball down the field. That's it. And outside, you got to give Bowling Green credit, too. This is the same thing in basketball, whatever it may be. If you keep the ball out of a high-octane team's hands, they can't score. I did love how quick they were going at the beginning. That, that was game. beautiful. And what well, and, and Bowling Green was doing the exact opposite. They didn't snap they the ball to like, five seconds. They had guys laying on Tennessee players. Dude. What about the guy that said he got his helmet stuck, stuck in the back? Yeah, I'm like, was, I love ain't that. no way your helmet stuck to that back I love that. And then did you hear break. the adjustment the coach said? The coach said from Bowling Green, UT calls their play. We call our play. They counter it. We counter it again. Like, dude, it's, they're out there playing chess with the play clock. They had to lay games and everything. 
because they're taking their time. They're not going to let you get the ball back. What did Josh Heupel say after the game? He said a lot of things, including this. Uh, great night. Um, first of all, I just want to start by saying what an awesome uh, experience for our, our players and our, and our staff. Some of them the first time that they've experienced being able to go through ball walk, run through the tee. Um, the fan support tonight on a Thursday night was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the student section, uh, you could feel their energy from the very beginning of kickoff, man, and uh, appreciate that. Again, continue to need that uh, from them here in the future. Um, uh, this morning, I thought it was a unique opportunity to, to honor the Trailblazers that have come uh, through this program. I got a chance to see a bunch of VFLs that were back, get a chance to meet some of them, and uh, Re, uh, re-interact with some of them that have been by uh, the campus or our practice before. So it was a great start to the day. Uh, excited about the win. Uh, we have a ton of ways that we can and are going to need to improve uh, out of this football game. I thought defensively they played with passion, played with effort, played with energy, uh, tackled relatively well in, in space. Um, you know, did a, a really good job for most of the night. Uh, offensively, there were times where uh, we were clicking, handling things, uh, played efficiently. Uh, at other times, um, simple things that, that we can control uh, where we didn't ap- operate as efficiently as we, as we can. Going to need to clean those things up as we continue to move uh, deeper into, into the season. Uh, but for us, seven months of work that goes into to getting to this point, um, building something from scratch, and I'm talking about relationships, who we are, what's the standard, what's, the, uh, what's it mean to be a Tennessee volunteer um, football player. Really proud of, of getting to this point playing with effort and passion and energy, uh, being able to celebrate a win, and uh, obviously we'll get back on Saturday and, and uh, have an opportunity to watch the video and get a whole lot better from there. Again, the defense, uh, 23 carries for Bowling Green for 32 yards. That's 1.4 yards per carry. Again, the uh, 24 of the 32 came on the second-to-last play of the game. Uh, Tennessee, meanwhile, running the football. You mentioned this, 64 carries, 326 yards, and four touchdowns. Jabari Small and Tyon Evans. Woo! Each had 116 yards. So combined, 38 carries, 232 yards, and two touchdowns. Evans got a little burst to him. Yes, he do. Now, I, I, I know a lot of Tennessee fans probably watching the game wanted to see some kind of explosive long play. Um, really, the only thing you had there was the 40-yard touchdown pass on the 50-50 ball mm-hmm. where Milton just said, well, what the heck? Here you go. And you, and you think you do get those plays. He missed Tillman running up the seam, mm-hmm. getting behind the two guys. So, I mean, like, twice. It's all, yeah, twice. It's yeah. all going to come together. But those are the plays you get to see because of the first quarter of him dinking and dunking, and then the guys going fast out of the backfield. Everybody has to suck in and come up a little bit. Then you get that guy exploding over the top. So it's, it's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come, man. We, we, we own the way, people. We own the way. Like, this is season one, game one. It's rough. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Robert, next up. Robert, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How are y'all? Good. How you doing, man? Good. Uh, I was just going to chime in and, and point out a, a point that Slay made that I, I think is a very good, valid point, that Pot doesn't drop that ball. Um, I think we score, you know, we'd be in 40s or 50s potentially mm-hmm. also and you know we get to halftime i'm thinking oh my god here we go again it's a one one score game um but and i know it's bowling green but the way the defense played the, the field goal kicker the two field goals that he did make were two were i believe his two career longs or at least he last year he didn't his long was a 40 and i think last night he kicked a 42 and a 50, and a 50 yep. so um I would say the defense, not a lot of people have talked about it, but um, 
and I know it's Bowling Green, but I feel like um, that was pretty stellar performance uh, for the defense. I, I kind of figured we would score a few more, was hoping, but also thought they'd, they'd get it in the end zone or, or put up a few more points than they did. But um, So overall, first, I was, the more I get to thinking about it, the the uh, the better I feel about it. I think they can, as long as the coaches get in there and fix some of the things on, on tape, um, I think we'll be – I think we're going in the right direction. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, got to get better at quarterback, though. I, I keep coming back to that, but it's true. Gotta, yeah. You got to get better at quarterback. You know what Milton looked like when he was hitting Hyatt across the middle? He looked like Billy Madison playing dodgeball against the little kids. Remember that? Yep. yep. He's just throwing as hard as he could, just tattooing <laughs> these kids. That's what yep. it looked like. Yep, it did. <laughs> it looked like Milton was playing dodgeball. Yeah, it did. <laughs> You're it out, did Hyatt. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. I got you. Hey man, that man, that, that's one thing, man. The, the man has a gun. Oh, that's a good point, though, man. That is a good point by him. Well, that's how he can get away with standing flat on his feet yeah, because because he got a cannon like be, that. Yeah, because that would normally be like a really long delivery, but yeah. because he throws freaking darts, lasers, it's like cuts down on that. Yep. Uh, real quick, Titans note from Ben Arthur: Titans activated outside linebacker Harold Landry and wide receiver Racy McMath from the reserve COVID list. Other moves, uh, rookie safety Brady Breeze to the IR. And tight end Michael Pruitt got signed today. You might have heard Joe Hunt talking about that to the practice squad. Calvin in Cheatham County next up. Calvin, what's up, man? What's up, man? Hopefully you can hear me right now. We got you. All right, amen, man. Hey, your first mistake, you, you should have went with Jersey Mike's, man. That's that's the that's the cold <laughs> sandwich right there, man. That Italian at the Jersey Mike's got, got it right. I mix it up. I, I already had Jersey brought- Mike's this week. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know what the Vols fans expected, man. Like, we got to put in perspective that, for one, Texas and Oklahoma are coming around the corner. Like, they, they don't pack bags. They're headed this way. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get harder. We're probably not going to get the Manning boy like we want. Like, let's, let's take it in stride, man. We lost to Georgia State week one, like, last year or two years ago. It's hard to even remember. You know, that was a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, we came in there. We were tackling you know, we did the quarterback. You know, he he, he was a little excited. He, he, you know, he had a rocket for an arm last night. But everybody just be happy, man. It's ball. It's the balls. You know, if you're not a ball fan, who cares? Alabama, they might get whooped by Miami. Who knows? Yep. Let's stay positive. That's all I want. Thanks. Yeah, that's not happening. But anyway. I, that, that, no, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, Derek King. Ah, um, we better keep getting them nils. But this is what I'm saying. I think that's a great point. Be positive, slight. That, that was. Keep getting the NILs. Get a bankroll, man, because you ain't going to do nothing against Bama. They'll take all them NILs. You don't put them in the safety box. But <laughs> this is what I'm saying. That is a great point by him. What people don't realize is we forget. These people that we're playing, these opponents, the teams that come in the Neyland Stadium that we play, that we pay to come in, they have ears too. Like, they're listening to this. Bowling Green knows they're the second to last team in the – the nation in the stratosphere, like they want to come out and make a, you know what I mean? Like, listen, they trust Tom Hartsey. They got to the stadium at one o'clock now. Come on, man! <laughs> you think they didn't take that experience in? Yeah, That's different. Ready. Yeah, man. Like Neyland still holds that esteem to the people that never been in there. Like, whoa, where am I? So they were gonna come out and execute their game plan, give them a little confidence. What I like is they did not break the defense. That defense last year, even with Pruitt being a coach. Uh, that that's defensive minded would have broke a thousand times. That defense didn't break, and I don't care. It was Bowling Green. Not once in that game did I feel like, oh man, here we go again. This could be a uh, 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 um 
um, Georgia, um, Georgia State. State. Okay. This could be Georgia State. I didn't think that one. Here we go, Jim. I didn't think that one time, man. I didn't think that one time that this was Georgia State at all. The reason being because it is a new culture there, and, and the body language and the way they're playing for each other is totally different than what was in the past. Watch us on Zone TV, Twitter, Facebook what? Live, YouTube. Subscribe there. Twitch. Please. Thank you. Yeah, One Big Mac, please, <laughs> on, on Twitch. Uh, five out of ten. They beat a JV squad. Yeah. Uh, one Big Mac, please, again. Can the Titans get the Bowling Green kicker? <laughs> Lonzo, who was, uh, for the record, first in the chat today. No. Go back and look. Oh, it's not? No. He said he was first. Yeah, he's lying. Look who's above him. Me. I was well, first. You don't count. What are you talking about? I do count. It's a it's serious out here, man. <laughs> it is serious. It's serious out here. You can't take credit hey, man, for I'll, being first to your own party. I want it all. Did you comment first? Like, did you say first? I said first, and then Lonzo said first right after me. I beat him. Look at it. I'm telling you, go all scroll right. up the chat. Lonzo was the first non-host in the chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he also said he does have a cannon. William Titan, as a Kentucky fan, I wasn't impressed, and that's saying something, LOL. Will uh, reminded me of the Peyton Manning commercial where he throws it to little kids. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the I SNL mean, skit? Tennessee wide receivers had marks on their body after that game. Seriously. Yeah. Without question. Like, like you we could you could talk about Milton and the, the plays that he missed, but at the same time, how many receivers got the ball right in their hands and dropped it? Ramon says Lonzo was first on my screen. Lonzo first. Lonzo. I mean, Moan crazy. <laughs> Lonzo and Moan crazy. Both crazy on Trash Talk Friday. <laughs> Moan will be on a little later today, too. I'm going to let him know he's crazy. But this is what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm pleased I'm pleased with it. But Lonzo, I'm Lonzo. <laughs> Come he's on. He's in your head, man. Lonzo, get out my Rick. head, dog. Get out my head. <laughs> <laughs> he trash talking me, man. See, he took over, man. Milton reminds me of one of the kids. Keep it together. Come One on, of the guys together. that are at the playground, they got a crazy arm, and he only want to throw Hail Marys. Yeah. So he Ooh. always sits back there and scrambles around and then launches it as far as he can. Like, yeah. you got a 10-yard uh, ten, ten curl right there. Just hit the curl. Let him yeah. show out. You know, but It's like the slow kid. That yeah, just, he want to show hey, his arm. I'm not even being guarded. Like, like <laughs> I'm right here. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep on going. And it's just like the pass that he threw in the end zone. He still had 15 yards of green in front of him. He stopped on a dime and launched it, like, into coverage. But, I mean, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. It was entertaining, man. Was, I've never man. seen a quarterback like. It was. It's like the guy in the glove that, like, he's trying to dance, but his feet ain't moving. <laughs> what are you doing, His upper body is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Darrington, next up. What's up, dude? What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? Now, you know, I, I, I'm trying to get a grasp of college football and just, just watch it just for being bald. So I, I, I actually want to give Tennessee a, a five. That's and that's because of the defense and what it was projected to be. Being that they were not playing against nobody for real, but just looking at, at ball, Joe Milton kind of reminds me of – he's just an athlete. He's not really a quarterback, but because he can throw – it's like he grew up playing setback all his life. I, that's the same thing I said. And, <laughs> Yo. and, and, he, and he was the one. And I, I get like Josh Allen when he first came, 
And I think if you try to mess with him as far as getting his feet together, because like Brent, Brent said, if he doesn't move his feet, he will get killed. But as far as anything else, if you mess with it, I think it would complicate it more because he thinks too hard and instead of just playing football. Mm-hmm. And I think if he just plays. And like what I'm saying, y'all are doing a whole culture change. That takes time. Right. And with the offense they run it, that's going to take time. And I kind of get Georgia Tech vibes with all the running that's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I just listen. I don't know what your opinion on that as far as all the running is going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think uh, – thank you, D. Uh, have a great weekend, man. I think Josh Heibel just got to the point where he's like, you know what, screw this pass yeah. game. We're just going to line up and run it at him. Like, we're, we're, we're working on something. But at the same time, okay, let, let's take the pass off. Well, you, you don't want to show, you don't wanna you wanna show everything. Lot. Yeah, so let's just so let's just tote it. You know what I mean? I, I, I liked it. How I think, much pressure do you think that took off Milton when they started run, running the football and he oh had the gosh. ability to not know, hey, look, I don't have to throw the ball everywhere? Oh, my gosh. I think that was it. I think that's why he started out getting the quick passes out to set all that up. Like, all of that was playing off of each other, but. I think in that second quarter, you know, a couple of drops, but I think they gave him a lot. I think he got relaxed and started thinking, I'm playing Bowling Green. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to play the opponent. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to play the name of the opponent. You want to play everybody like they're the same. And I think at some point, after it was so easy in that first drive, I think they started thinking like this was Bowling Green. And I think I like how he took the reins out of his hand and put it back in the, the running back's hands. Mark Mariani is coming up next and he's got his blood in the water pig Uh oh so i'm looking forward to that uh before we do that though um hit the podcast section kirk herb street uh greg cosell yesterday and this guy al wilson i need a little al wilson real quick before we go to break talking about what his reaction was when florida missed the field goal in 1998 well i was extremely tired at that moment so once that ball uh went you know it did not go through the goalpost I just lay. I'm sorry. I just laid on the field. <laughs> you know what I mean. I just. I was that tired. Yeah. You know. So for me, it was just a four quarters of truly giving myself up for my team and my teammates and for the university and fans. And once he missed that field goal, it was just like everything that I had was gone. Every piece of energy that I had that night was it, it was out of me. Al Wilson. Check out the podcast where you get your podcast. When we come back, Mark Mariani's got his blood in the water pick for this weekend. That's next on 104.5 The Zone. Great Town 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty, Ron Slay with you. Don Davenport is in Chicago. You can see her on television tonight. Michigan State at Northwestern. Northwestern, a three-point favorite. Eight o'clock on ESPN. Uh, Joe Hunt producing. Did you put any money down on that game, Slay? Nope. I almost did. I wonder if Mark Mariani, who joins this show for the first time in a while. Come on in. Put any money on this. Oh, it's football season. Can you smell that in the air? It's go time. I, I thought I was smelling something. I didn't know what it was. Is it football season? <laughs> it's Well, you're in the Gulch, so it might be something else. But, yeah, it's football season. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> How are yeah. you, boys? It's a little right. stunky in the air. Uh, yeah, no, we're good, man. Yeah, hey, you got anything on this Michigan State uh, Northwestern game, or are you out on that one? 
Well, as hard as I was rooting for the Vols last night on that final drive to get a junk TD, uh, that (laughs) wounded me a bit. So I haven't even picked up the slate of games yet today. So we'll see. You know, I can't pass up a good lock, though. So we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, they almost had that interception that would have given them the short side of the field. That would have been big. I'm thinking if, if we can play, you know, all all day long and come down and score a junk TD and everyone's happy. This is going to be a beautiful day in Vol Nation. But no, we can't. We don't make the cover. Everyone's a little bit salty. Joe Milton's getting a lot of heat, which I'd like to play devil's advocate on here in a second. But a <laughs> nice little that. junk TD cover would have been a fantastic way to start the year. Former Tennessee Titan wide receiver kick returner Mark Mariani with us. So what did you think about I've never seen a quarterback that flat-footed. I'm trying to think. Well, listen. So, hey, flat-footed <laughs> is a good way to put it. But I'm looking. So this is just devil's advocate. I'm not hitting. A, I'm not hitting a pro here. He's not. He's not let. This isn't a attribute that I think we should let little kids be. You know, this isn't coaching tape. But <clears throat> this dude, I, I wonder what's more coachable: dropping back in the pocket and being flat-footed and calm and confident. Maybe, maybe not decisive in making any decision with the ball at all. But, or on the flip side, a guy with happy feet that, you know, smells, hears the pressure and feels the pressure and gets out of there immediately. I actually thought last night watching the game, I thought, man, this dude drops back in the pocket. He's got his head up. He's got his eyes downfield. And I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's <laughs> sort of the, the staple of that feet anchored in the ground statue mm-hmm. deal where he doesn't move. So he just got back there. Now, my boy Joe Milton couldn't make a decision on where to go with the football, and that's one thing. But I think it's a more coachable trait for him going forward than a guy that's scared of the pressure, having happy feet, and just tucks it and runs it instantly. I think think Heupel and the boys can work with it on that. But I I can see why he's getting crushed a little bit today. But I actually – I noticed it and thought, well, he's at least got settled back there and feels comfortable enough, but that SEC rush is going to hurt him uh, if he – if he doesn't get that fake. Hey, so. some, some of those throws, man, that dude's got a cannon. As a former wide receiver, Mark, uh, it looked like Milton was playing dodgeball, man. Right. Like Joe, like Jalen <laughs> Hyatt took two off the side. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, some of those deep balls, you, dodgeball, you're supposed to hit somebody. I mean, but he just, he's not afraid to let it rip. You know, as a receiver, you want a little time to make an adjustment. What I'm more speaking of are those deep balls, and he missed a couple. And, man, if he connects on any of those, you know, early second, third quarter, you know, you bust the thing wide open early, and now you, know, now you come out of the second half throwing the ball a little more. I mean, mm-hmm. when they came out of the second half, they just thought to themselves, we're having a hard time throwing this rock. Let's just run it down their throat. I would have liked to see him cut it loose and give him at least a shot, but he wasn't hitting anything. But when, when you throw those deep balls, you got to put some air on it. These guys are so athletic in that receiving core. Is so athletic. You got to give those guys a chance to run under and make adjustments. And he was just throwing lasers. But again, for all that we've gone through with ball football, and you know, we we got beat early in the season by someone we shouldn't have last year. It was nice to just put a whooping on somebody, get some coaching tape, and and, and move on, and, and you know, kind of get a win under our belt. So I was stoked last night. Wish we would have covered though. You know, wish we would have got that junk. But <laughs> was stoked with the win and, and happy for all the big balls out there. You're playing with my emotion. <laughs> By the way, your Montana boys, Mark Mariani, with us on Thirty Tail, former tight wide receiver, kick returner. Your Montana boys at Washington, number twenty. Whoa, you're Washington. trying to steal my thunder. Wow. No, hey, listen. 
as we gear up for the blood in the water, dude, Uh-oh. there's a glaring upset in the making Uh-oh. in Seattle, Washington here. <laughs> up with Montana boys, down with the folk, good old Grizzly. Dude, I mean, we're going to go into Husky Stadium and knock the socks off them. I, I got to give Jake Locker a call after I hang up with you boys Jake and let Locker. him know the Grizz are in town. Yeah, he's What's he, that? he's out in the woods somewhere, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to get that guy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very hard. No service up there. But they don't even have a line on it yet that I've seen, so it must be pretty bad. But, hey, the boys are on the national radar, all right? So we're not going to worry about what the score is. We're just going to go take care of business. But Hey, uh, hey you need no, to get that, this that, done that, as, a, as a former Montana great. You're like the greatest player to ever come out of Montana. You need to get this done, Mark. You've got all kinds of power. They need to have an actual grizzly bear on oh. the sideline. You take an actual grizzly Ooh. bear to Washington – you might scare the hell out of them into a dub. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, Mark. Wow, strings. Bro, it's it's bro, it's twenty twenty one. You can't be keeping those things in, in captivity these days. That only that stuff only works in, worked in the eighties, bro. You can't be having that anymore. I remember going no, to I Cherokee, did. North Carolina. Like you go to Gatlinburg, you go up over the mountain into North Carolina, yeah. Cherokee, North Carolina. They would have all kinds of like, hey, come see the live bear in this cage thing. I don't I don't yeah, nice. I'm with you. I don't think that's going on very often, is it? No, but we do. Ha- I mean, listen. When the Grizzlies come to town, that's it's got to be the most intimidating mascot around. So I'm 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 proud to be a U of M Grizz, and uh, I I think I'll pass on having one on the sidelines. But you know, <laughs> we we still we still do scare the hell out of people. So that's good. Yeah. Loose ball can't go get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm staying away from that sideline. <laughs> hey. uh Give, give us a little bit on Terrell Casey, man, uh, hanging him up after after 10 years. I, I don't know if he's like you. You're going to keep the keep the uh, cleats in the trunk just in case. Uh, but, man, <laughs> what a hell of a player. I'm still waiting. I'm still even this year waiting for J-Rob to give me a holler. See, you know, I could go fair catch a couple. Uh, no, listen, man, <laughs> as far as my time and doing and being in the, in the, in the facility around this organization and, and being around the history of it, in all that I know, this is one of the great Tennessee Titans that has ever gone through those doors. I mean, if you look at not only his body of work on the field, but off the field as well, and then all of the transitions that he went through and to be as consistent of a football player and a human being and, and kind of, I heard Mike Key say this earlier, but kind of grow up as, as, a, young, as a young third-round draft pick coming out of UCLA to now a 31-year-old, 10-year vet, five-time Pro Bowl um, kids, family, wife, and just an uh, unbelievable hero and role model in the community. I mean, this guy, it, it, there's not many more words to say. I have so much respect and admiration for him, um, again, on and off the field. And it was right for him to come back and finish as a Tennessee Titan. I know he didn't want to leave um, in the first place last year. So that was a little salty. And, and being a guy that's been cut a couple times, you get kind of frustrated with those things. And so for him to be able to come, have his moment, uh, be on the jumbotron, be in front of his brothers, um, you, you know, you can't throw enough of a celebration for this guy. There aren't words to describe what he's meant to this organization. And so, um, you know, I think the celebration for him is just getting started. He's an amazing human being. And Anything he pursues after football, he's going to crush it. He's just he's just too good of a dude. So uh, kudos to him, and I'm so happy for him and his family. Man, salute to Big Casey. Mark, let me ask you this, switching gears real quick. What's the blood-in-the-water pick that I keep on hearing about from you? 
Yes. Well, first of all, let me tell you, Slay, I'm excited to be on with you this fall because you're a legend around here. And so I'm just, you know, you left big shoes to fill. So this is going to be fun. But this started a couple years ago and the blood in the water is an underdog winner. So if you have a plus, uh, any plus number, if you have a plus 100, you qualify as an underdog, but we don't take, we don't, we don't take points. We don't want the points around here. Okay. We're taking an underdog outright winner, and we pick one every week. And I and I believe, due to a, a nice hot finish to last season, we finished at 500, like 13 and 13. So hey. these things, if you're betting along with it, I mean, plus, these are hard to pick. And my boys, when they smell blood in the water and they go after these, these underdogs go after these big boys, <laughs> uh, we're, hitting, we're hitting at the Mariani Sportsbook. So, uh yeah, I, uh, I think you went. Eight, there's, there's a, I think you went eight and three. What's that? So, I think you went eight and three, something like that, down the stretch. Like you mm. got, you got hot. How far? Oh, it was, it was, it was nice toward the end. I, I mean, it was, it was getting good there. I was, I was kind of uh, pulling rabbits out of a hat toward the end of the year. <laughs> it was, it was good, and I was happy. You know, if you're on here bragging about being 500, it means you were down, <laughs> you were down for, in the beginning of the year. But these are plus bets too. We're not talking yeah. about minus 110s. We're That's not, right. We're not taking the favorites here. We're taking the underdogs, man. All right. So what what are you sniffing on this weekend? You, you, where where where's the blood in the water that you're seeing this weekend, man? Listen, I gotta be honest with you. Week one, there's so many curveballs, and it is what it is. But I'll tell you this, Mr. DJ Ukulele is going to get introduced to this SEC defensive line at Georgia. I, I, I'm living in SEC country. I've bought into it over the years, and there's no way that this Georgia de- defense doesn't just go out in Clemson. Now, I'm a little bit nervous. I have a home game being at Clemson, but JT Daniels coming from USC, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Georgia Bulldogs, I can't even believe – that they're getting three points, even though it's on the road. So it's basically a pick But I'll tell you, first week out the gate, SEC versus ACC, I'll take it all day long. Nice. You don't need the points, Mark. Mm-hmm. You don't need the those points, Mark. We want the Mark. points, baby. We want straight up. We're not taking those Georgia points, baby. Yeah. What is it, plus 100? Let's take it all day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I did it, too. Yeah. I yeah. did it, too. Yes. Georgia money <laughs> We're line. We're SEC we're in SEC country, baby. We're not putting money on the ACC. Let's go. Unless you're North Carolina and going to blow them out tonight, of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, great, great to hear hey, your voice, listen. man. Uh, glad you're doing well, bro, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Dude, I am excited for this season, man. We're going to have a blast. You guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Definitely. Appreciate you, Mark. I got to bring the energy like Mark. That's energy right yeah, there. He doesn't need no points. Don't give me no points. He also <laughs> said this was supposed to be his preseason, so he says he wasn't going to be ready at, for, to be up to speed until next week. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that, I, yeah you got to ramp it up, man. You got to yeah. ramp it up. Yeah, you, you eat. Listen, man, ain't nobody just diving torpedo style into this thing except me with the except helmet on. Yeah, because I, yeah, I got orange solar blue. When we come back, uh, Chris Lowe, we'll talk about some of the big games coming up this Lowe. weekend around the country. That's next, Sirius Channel 104.5 The Zone.